0: Five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Ready, Set, Poem podcast, your premier podcast from the Toronto Defiant and the Vancouver Titans. I am Chris at Lightforce. Join virtually as always, Bob, Neodolini, Strife, and
1: Jordan Etzer, Dr. J.M. Welcome, gentlemen. Hey, hey, welcome. Welcome to uh, uh, the show, is what I meant to say. And like you said, uh, as always, and it's not really true, right? Like recently? <laughs> well, f- well, for regular episodes. I-, I forgot how this thing works. That's why I'm a little bit uh, confused. I mean, barely got to catch uh, uh, enough games to-, to take notes. And, and unfortunately, uh, life is back to normal and I can uh, join you two fine gentlemen. So. S- sorry. Sorry.
0: Unfortunately life is back to normal. Did I say that?
1: Fortunately. Mm. Yeah. Well, you can edit it out,
0: right? So. Well, because this podcast <laughs> is known for for pro
1: editing. Uh, is it not? Okay, last well, time, last time I was on here, we had many technical issues. Let's hope uh <laughs> that's true. it doesn't go well, down that road. Yeah.
2: I forgot about <laughs> when I took down the podcast last time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. First yeah, time. Yeah, it was.
0: It was. Oh. Oh yeah, no, it, uh, it could have been edited, but it won't be, um, if for some reason you're tuning into this episode, you're like, what are they getting on about? Well, over the course of the weekend, we did something we had never done before. We recorded four bonus episodes every single night recorded an episode. And, uh, I totally was like looking at, oh, we could totally do this. We'll just hammer out quick 20 minute things. And you know, 20 minutes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. An hour and 20 minutes later with, and I mean, it could have been longer. Like if we had actually included a lot of the stuff that we got out of the, the press post-match press conferences and whatnot, like, and so it was, it was uh, an experience, you know, a learning one, but uh, it prepares us for maybe the grand finals experience where we might get something similar or not. I don't
1: know. Unfortunately, we're not getting paid by the minute of, uh, you know,
0: podcast time. Well, we're not getting paid by the episode. (laughs) We're not getting paid by the show. We're just not getting paid. Yeah. But, uh, with this episode, you might be thinking, well, what the heck are you going to talk about? I mean, you guys chatted about everything there had to do with the summer showdown over the course of the weekend. We did, except we didn't get to hear Oni's these thoughts. So I think it would be cool to, to hear what he thinks as to what uh, he saw. And then uh, from there, you know, there might be a few things we can chat about, but we do have, uh, nearer to the end of the show after the fray. Uh, and a, an opportunity to bring in a couple of the devs on uh, overwatch Two, uh, one who worked on Sojourn, and another who worked on new queen street. You would have seen the two of them, uh, when they joined uh, Sean Miller, uh, during the actual broadcast. And if you happen to miss that part of the, uh, the show, don't worry. Jordan asked such wonderful questions during the press, uh, interview that Sean Miller essentially asked the same ones during the broadcast.
2: It was, it, so, it, I, mean, I actually, uh, it, we were in the interview virtually, and I saw him peeking at my, my notes. So I, cu- I could feel it. I could feel him peeking through the
0: internet. <laughs> I feel his breath <laughs> <Exactly>. behind you. <laughs> Pe- peeking at your notes, definitely. Okay. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, let's, uh, before we get there, uh, start pushing an abbreviate payload.
3: Moving the payload. Join me.
0: If for some reason you completely skip the entire summer showdown experience and how it pertained both to both Vancouver Titans and the Toronto Defiant, which I must say is a very unique occurrence in the modern era of Overwatch League because uh well the Toronto Defiant have had a couple opportunities to uh um, kick the proverbial can in a tournament. Uh the Vancouver Titans not so much. Mm-hmm. Um they had that one opportunity way back, but uh the uh titans kind of fizzled out yeah right like i mean if we were to think about expectations going into the tournament i have to say we thought the titans would be good for a win
2: yeah even if not necessarily Mm -hmm. their first match um, you know against san francisco i think Mm -hmm. if you base the expected performance off that first match i think we at least expected them to get a win in the elimination bracket hey
0: and you know Counter to this, we knew the Toronto Defiant would get a win, and they got wins. It's just that they started things off, maybe not with the best foot forward to, you know, potentially introduce some questions, and yeah. then they address those questions in mm-hmm. real good fashion.
1: Yeah, I think with the Titans especially is that they got served a little bit of a humble pie there. <laughs> Going in into uh, the tournament, they had like a nice opportunity to actually make it to you know a LAN event, and then it had such a good feel, such such a, a feel good story. And coming out against the shock, y- you have nothing to lose really. It's uh, one of the contenders, right? And and you put up a good fight. Uh, a great performance against that team. And, and you probably feel good about yourself and, and you look to the side and you see, well, the mayhem, those are the guys who were like destroyed by the outlaws. We we can take on them. And, and uh, I think that that's why uh, the Titans, you know, every, like I think Mike Tyson said it, like everyone has a plan until they get punched in the mouth and they got punched in the mouth repeatedly especially early on. And I feel like it was a bit too late for them to recuperate, especially when like looking at these two teams, I don't think there's much separation between the Mayhem and the Titans. Uh, uh, So I feel like that's where it went. And and it was very disappointing. disappointing. I mean, we wanted to see maybe at some point a Battle of Canada or something like that. We unfortunately didn't get it uh still you know where where they started the season uh and and considering that they were able to make it to this tourney, that that's pretty cool and hopefully they build off of that of the good parts and not the bad part that i just mentioned
2: well, and so if you look at the uh you know the standings coming into the tournament as well um I mean, I would argue that Florida and Toronto both probably had some of the most impressive showings of the tournament. Obviously, we know that uh, that Dallas sure. went on to, well, spoilers, win in the West, um, <gasps> but I think, you know, Dallas was expected to win. They were the favorite. Uh, San Francisco was expected to put up sure. a fight against them. I mean, arguable on that front, but they at least came second, and I think Toronto – was maybe expected to be third but they had some shaky starts you know at the end of the qualifiers and the start of the tournament so i think that was kind of in question mm-hmm. and then if i'm not mistaken i think florida was actually the final spot that qualified so they made a deep run for where they were as well mm-hmm. so
1: that's what you you'd like yeah. to see right as as a fan of an upcoming team like looking at the end of these tourneys um, if if we had a crystal ball for both east and west Everything went as expected, but it's when, you know, you look at teams that go down the loser's bracket, that's when things get spicy.
0: On the Yeah, on the West, maybe the pathing wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. quite there, right? I mean, I, you know, I, I look at the Florida Mayhem as a great example of a team doing what I think most people thought the Vancouver Titans were about, were going to do, hmm. right? Like, And arguably, if the Florida Mayhem had played the characters they had been playing up to and including that Houston match... Well, I mean, Jordan, you're pointing at me. So I'm like, what are you pointing I, at? I was going to let you finish like, your
2: thought and then I was going to. That's, that's pose a, good a hypothetical. So finish your thought and then I will. Okay. Well, it. I was going
0: to say, if, if the Florida Mayhem had played the, the heroes as to which they were playing up to and including the Houston Outlaws, I genuinely think the Vancouver Titans might perform a little bit better. Mm. But it, it, it felt to me, at least in that Titans Florida match, that the Vancouver Titans had prepared for a team that wasn't the one that showed up that day.
1: They were playing the long con. They were sandbagging, right? Yeah. Or, and you know, we've talked about this.
0: I don't know how many times had the Titans already moved on to who they were mm-hmm. going to yeah, face sure.
2: next. Um, so what I was going to say was if you shuffle the elimination round one opponents, who does Vancouver get a win over? If you choose Washington, London, and Florida as the potential opponents.
0: Well, I mean, we, we, Presuming the same Florida that played the Titans, plays the Titans in that hypothetical.
1: I mean, maybe Washington because they did beat him in the qualifiers, but that too is not like a a certain bed because it was a tight match. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. Going like going into the tournament, I would have said Washington and Florida. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to, I'm not going to commit to London. I'm like, that's, that's not going to happen. Right. Like, so, but with way the Florida played and knowing that in hypothetical, then really that just leaves and Washington. Washington took
2: Dallas, Dallas had to reverse sweep Washington. So, you know, they were <laughs> looking pretty right. impressive. I, I, into I'm, i bracket.
0: I feel that had more to do with Dallas than it, it had probably to do as well. Like that. Um, Cause like, okay. Cause if, if da- like, this is the thing is how many teams said, Oh, well look what uh, Washington did to Dallas. And then the narrative on the like broadcast is look what Washington yeah. did to Dallas. And what did Dallas do? Yeah. Look what we're doing to everyone yeah, else. It was
2: kind of the
1: wake up call. Yeah. Um, to play to their yeah. strengths. Say the same for Houston later, but yeah, it, it, it's been weird outside of the the last, you know, uh, match of, of the finalists and the runner-up. There were some weird uh, circles of suck going on. Well, even, sure. even the fact that Toronto no. uh,
2: loses to London, but then Florida beats London, but then Toronto beats Florida. Yeah. <laughs> it's the circle exactly. of suck again, well- so...
0: So, and actually, you know, thinking about Toronto, I mean, does Toronto, I mean, with hindsight, do itself a favor by losing against London, going into the the bottom bracket and sort of getting that opportunity to avoid, you know, some of that tougher competition that they would have seen, let's say, out of, you know, the Dallas Fuel. I mean, I, I don't know, like, I am I would never say, oh, the, the first loss was a good one to have. But let's say they, they win and they go through well maybe the defiant aren't as prepared to make that sort of inspired run i
2: think if they had come up against the london spitfire again i think they would have got the better of them which is really too bad because i would have loved that revenge match especially if toronto came out on top Mm -hmm. but it just seemed like i mean we know from the post-match interview that uh the, the players commented like we were nervous we're not used to playing on land we're not used to playing on a stage um yeah. And I yeah. think we saw them get over those nerves once they did, uh, you know, have their win. Yeah.
1: it's 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 weird how these things work. I I am pretty certain that while not winning, I, I don't think Vancouver, for example, lose 3-0 to the Defiant in the losers bracket. Just just a gut feeling based on nothing really. But
0: that, the, but that's the thing is that the Vancouver Titans, if 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 Toronto wins that first matchup, right? Right, that's, that's the only change you make. Mm-hmm. Toronto goes in to play Dallas. And I think people would agree there's, there's a strong likelihood that Dallas wins that match. Yeah. Right. So that means you then have the Toronto Defiant fall down to where the London Spitfire were. Um, and you know, if that were to be the case, then they're not playing Florida or Vancouver. No, they're playing, they're playing mm-hmm. London. Right. I think
1: that's where, yeah, that's like, that's interesting.
0: So, I mean, it's, it's, it's just a, you know, a a weird dynamic. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you know, I think the Toronto defiant did everything they could possibly do. And, you know, they put up a a heck of a fight in that, uh, that sort of quote unquote losers final um, or the third place match they happen to face the San Francisco shock team that we have seen time and time again. They, once they have a chip on their shoulder, they're a tough team to beat yet. <laughs> much like we've seen time and time again, it doesn't seem to work in this. Right. Like <laughs> anyhow, I mean, D- Dallas is just definitively the better, better team in this, this tournament and at least in the West. And then like when we do sort of look at the East and I'm kind of cheating here. Cause we're in the payload. I mean, mm. the East is, I think, you know, only um, it said it it played the script really. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah, um, but ultimately, what does this all sort of add up to? Um, well, well, the Toronto Defiant obviously put on a hell of a tournament.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, they
0: put on a hell of an event. Uh, by all accounts, people really enjoyed the experience. Um, if there's one thing I I wish there was more of was more sort of. I don't know. Interactivity within the context is the event Mm. and the broadcast. Like really all we got outside of that interview on the final day was just Mm. casters. And then the desk pinned on either end. So what else? Um, But I mean, that's not a, well, no, like there could have been something more like whether it be featurettes, what have you, like, I feel there's an opportunity to showcase that's missed. And this is not a knock against Toronto. It's more the league. It's not something we've really seen, especially in the course all, of this. All season. I remember is
2: uh, the the one land that Washington hosted, where they had the giant heads on sticks. Do you do you remember that? <laughs> they, I do not. It's really kind of weird, almost like marionette style puppet things, but they were like on sticks, and there were people running <laughs> around with them, and mm. it was yeah, it was, they they were a little bit creepy, if you ask me. But it, I have an image of them <laughs> burned in my mind, so. Anyways, oh my god,
1: like waking up in the middle of the night and the puddles exactly. cold sweat, like <gasps>
2: exactly. up here, it would have been Justin Trudeau or something.
0: But
5: <laughs>
0: the other thing that the tournament does, though, is it awards bonus points. And why are these bonus points good? Well, <clears throat> if you're the Toronto Defiant to and the Vancouver Titans, you're in a battle to get yourselves into the postseason now. The Toronto Defiant are outright guaranteed to have an ability to play into the postseason at minimum, uh, but they don't want to have to play into it. They want to be in it. The Vancouver Titans, on the other hand, uh they don't have a chance of getting into the postseason quite yet. They do have the opportunity to potentially get themselves into the play-ins, and that bonus point separates them from the New York Excelsior. So even though both teams have three wins, Vancouver Titans have a bonus point that gives them the fourth point that pushes them above. So they do have a little bit of room. Now the, uh, competitive Overwatch uh, Reddit, uh, subreddit has a, uh, as a post from AlphaTreon who big Boston Uprising fan. Um you'll see AlphaTreon in the weekly uprising Discord. Uh does a lot of sort of uh, posts like this where it's either statistical analysis, the math, essentially the heavy lifting. Building out all scenarios. Now, as I'd said, Toronto still has an opportunity to qualify directly for the playoffs, but they've at minimum can they've qualified for play-in. Like they're they're gonna have an opportunity. The, Yo,
2: go ahead. Uh, I don't remember what the placements are where you're guaranteed a spot versus play-ins versus out.
0: Uh, so in the West, is it like one to five
2: is guaranteed
0: and then six to 10 is, post, mm, is I think it
2: play-ins? something like that.
0: Uh, it, it's an plans will be an oh. even number. So yeah, it's probably one to five and, and six, to 10, or it might've been actually, no, it might be one to six and then seven to 10. I know postseason play plan cutoff is in the gotcha. West, just 10 teams. Um, and then the East okay. is six of seven. But um, the thing about this is that Toronto has sort of, you know, the, the ability Move to on. control yeah. their own destiny here. Sure. Um, I mean, in the grand scheme, London Spitfire, Toronto Defiant, Atlanta Rain, Florida Bam, all very close together. These are the four teams straddling the line. So that's where the excitement will be. That's what Alfred Trian goes and says. Um, but the Vancouver Titans are in a weird spot. Vancouver needs help. To Because they are, as of today, on the outside looking in. So, for the Vancouver Titans, they need to either overtake the Boston Uprising or the Washington Justice. They just need one of those two teams to fall below them. And in the same vein, do so and have Vancouver not fall behind New York. New York and Paris still technically have a shot. So, the magic number for the Vancouver Titans is they need to have won four more matches than the Washington Justice or to have won at least three more matches than the Boston uprising. Hmm. So to put this in perspective, if Boston wins three matches, the Vancouver Titans have to go six and zero in the stage. <laughs> if Washington were to win three matches, the Vancouver Titans can't mm-hmm. catch them.
2: So Vancouver is playing for that final that's spot. And that's it essentially because Washington is going to get at least at least they've got it. They've got it. I haven't looked at any schedules,
0: but well, I mean, there is like there is a scenario where the Titans could conceivably move as is high as sort of the night spot because if if Austin and Justice goes zero for six and the Titans go six and zero, <laughs> they're tied at ten points and Vancouver has the tiebreaker. Um, so that's like that's the scenario, the scenario here. Um, the Boston Uprising though are only two points ahead of the Titans. But the problem is the tiebreakers. So if you think about the actual points needed, Vancouver just needs three more wins than the uprising get. Anyhow, I mean, we'll talk more about it as sort of the stage goes on. And I guess, you know, we're sort of ignoring the fact that the Excelsior sort of have an opportunity to to play spoiler if they were to go on a tear. Uh, The Paris Eternal, they're mathematically not out but they would need a whole lot wrong to go or to happen to many other teams in front of them to even have a shot. And then in the East um, it's a little messy because the Valiant are only two points behind the charge, three points behind the hunters. Um, and, and with those sort of three teams stuck together and conceivably the fusion and spark within reach.
1: Yeah, yeah I,
0: it's, I, it's possible.
1: Yeah, I just think it's safe to say that Shanghai and Seoul are going to make it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I, you know, they haven't actually clinched. I don't think really. Actually. Well, it's Wow. Well, no, they've they've clinched the, I think play-in minimum. Here, let's. Uh, Shanghai and Seoul both. Yeah. Have so. Points. Yeah. No, they've they've actually clinched qualification. They've clinched qual oh, like yeah. they're 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 playoffs. They're not play-ins yet. Yeah anywho uh time will tell we'll get there uh beyond that yeah same old same old we got a week off so you know no overwatch league action to prepare you for it's possible the teams make changes and whatnot which would be shocking if that were to occur but uh but hey i say that today and tomorrow all sorts of crazy stuff happens on the uh, on social any uh we'll take ourselves a short break uh, before we dive into the fray Twenty nine points for the pickups. Ooh, for the summer showdown. Twenty
1: nine. That's a clean number. I got twenty six for the summer showdown. Twenty six, twenty nine. I got. Wait for just for the back bracket. I have thirty. Just for the bracket. Or thirty four. Wow. <laughs> wow. I got second place. Yeah.
0: Impressive. The so mm-hmm. I'm curious, like where did you get the bulkier points like in the east okay. i only really i only had one match where i got zero everything else i got to, uh I got the pretty much the points.
1: same i i got lots of threes in there i got ah, okay
0: so you're beating me there
1: yeah um, east region i got two 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 six two six at the end i think you picked soul to win it no
0: no, I, I got the the finals. Oh. I got bang on. I got a four two score. I got the bonus points. Yeah, I me mean, too. So I got I the got six, six points from there. A thick.
1: Six. I went four one. Um, but I, I got
0: I got no threes. I only got twos except for the. Oh, uh, so we got
1: pretty much the same. Um, outside of of Guangzhou and Fusion, I think I got you beat on the Western region.
0: Okay, well, I mean the West, the Toronto Defiant losing against the London Spitfire screwed yeah. things up for me there. Then because the Vancouver Titans couldn't get past the Florida Mayhem. That just threw the bra- – like, ultimately, by having the Defiant go down early and the Titans get rolled, that functionally broke my, my matchups. Mm. Um And I think- as a result, the only one I might have been able to get points on is had I predicted San Francisco to have gone down there, not Dallas.
1: That's what I did. Yeah, and that's the difference, I think. Everything else is pretty much the same as you, but I had shock coming up from the Voozers bracket.
0: But uh, in the grand scheme of leaderboard points, uh, for the RSP leaderboard overall, uh, who's number one? Kevin Liu still number one for 2022.
1: 434 points. KOJ mm-hmm. with 427. And me in third in 407. You're behind me by one single point, Chris. And, and then we have Jordan with 385. A single point. From the podium. Mm-hmm.
0: I'm close. I can spell it. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're, you're all closer even than, you know, uh, um, when, when um, Jordan's notes were taken <laughs> uh, from him, that's how close you are.
0: <laughs> uh, but it is the uh, final stage of pickums. And uh, I guess, I wonder how the pickums will work actually going into uh, countdown cup. Mm cuz like with countdown cup there isn't a a crystal ball right i mean the crystal ball will be the overall so i mean i don't know it's a good, good it'll be good interesting question. to see cuz like it's it's not available for picks as of yeah. as of mm. yet um, it's still locked so and by the way guys sharing is coming okay. soon i mean i if there's one thing that i i <laughs> i just don't understand like it's not coming at this it's point is it the, during the off season it'll uh right like sure. just why not hide that link why not like just get whomever's on the front end to do a control you know C or control x actually sorry but anyhow what else is going on in the world of the overwatch league well the gladiators made a move um ons is uh, departing the team though i understand it may have been more of a mutual than a team saying hey players see you later um and you know it's just the timing is is unfortunate though if a player were to say i'm done or i don't have it or, i'm not inspired um i mean you 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 don't need to you know, prevent them from doing what they want to do. It's just that this timing does mean he's done like his season's over. Yeah. um, And, you know, he can't go into, con- you know, into the contenders or anything like that. He is overwatch. What I saw done. on
2: Twitter was that the org and him had been talking about this early enough that they did offer to release mm-hmm. him prior to the deadline. So he could get picked up or could look at going to another team. And he, for whatever reason, stuck with them past the deadline. So.
1: Yeah, for him, I think like the biggest predictor for Overwatch retirement is pest retirements, and he retired the last off season, and it wasn't clear if he's ever gonna make it back. And he said, okay, like uh, probably someone on the Glads team really talked him into it, and and you know now that they have signed Happy, I think they saw it coming. It was just like almost borrowed time where he felt like he didn't have it in him again. Uh, to- Way. he did have some um outstanding performances in, in a few maps and matches but he never i i think consistently reached that peak that he had in, in the years prior uh still a very good good uh player and i wish him yeah. well like he was probably the goat owl uh widow player so he has that on his uh, uh you know resume and yeah another another veteran is uh off to the sunset so to speak yeah
0: and then the other thing about uh, the countdown cup is we are going to see it played on a new patch now what little we know so far is junker uh, queen is getting tuned um i was gonna say do they tune
1: junker (laughs) town it's gonna be (laughs) cartooned
0: yeah they're gonna cartoon it (laughs) um but there was a supposed leak of the stage four patch notes um i mean it your mileage may vary here. There's nothing that's so crazy about it that makes it um, like completely unbelievable.
2: Right. Well, I mean, I don't think it's unbelievable, but there's some buffs coming for Arisa. If that, if it is to be believed.
0: Well, true, but like that impacts. uh, (laughs) Would we ever see Arisa in the overwatch
2: for like, 0.2 seconds in like the summer showdown or, or no, in the, sorry, the kickoff clash or something like that. But.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's like, I, I mean the, the shift here for junker queen was that the commanding shout allied health bonus was going to be reduced from 150 HP. The duration from my three of the temporary health no longer decays over its duration. I mean, that, that's actually (laughs) almost a buff because now you get 50 and you stay at 50 until the timer runs out and then the 50 disappears. Uh, and then the cooldown would be increased from 11 to 15. That's- I still feel that that provides utility. It's just not the significant amount of sustain yeah. that we were seeing mm. in the course yeah. of this
2: past the cool stage. The cooldown is probably the biggest effect on that, right? Because just means yeah. you can pop at that less frequently. So you're going to be holding your sound yeah. carriers, your rallies
1: longer or things like that. Sure, and, and you do wanted to go back to where it was prior to Junker Queen, where in different maps and different teams, you know, they had to play multiple tanks. You'd mm-hmm. see the Sigma, you'd see the Doom, the Winston it was or, way more uh, varied. And now we have just a de facto single tank, and and even the meta is called uh, like <laughs> Junker uh, Jotes. Um, so yeah. it, it's always good to to refine that tuning uh, um, and and. Bring in more diversity. I don't know if we'll see Orissa, <laughs> but no. yeah, until she brings some more, uh, you know, uh, utility to her team. Although, like, Doompus doesn't bring that much either, but he has, like, this sort of uh, freelancing <laughs> thing about him. Maybe if Orissa can do that a little bit, maybe.
0: Well, like, does Orissa get you the quick picks?
1: Uh, mm-hmm. Probably not. She can't really disengage like Doomfist does, so there's literally no uh reward to that risk of going in deep. And well, then maybe that. Yeah. Maybe they they should do like her javelin. She spins and it's like a helicopter picks her up. Uh, in the <laughs> so air. That she, so that she's just <laughs> higher
2: up for everyone to shoot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like,
2: uh, uh, look at the flying cow. <laughs> well, no. I mean, when she's in her alt, oh, yeah, you can't right.
0: kill her. Well, uh, you know. um Speaking of being able to, to drop people. So Sojourn allegedly will have a, a, a railgun energy gain reduction on non-player targets. Mm. Barrett's terriers reduced by initial fifty percent which honestly in the meta, I don't think like, what did we see her shoot out shoot at that would have changed any of that. Mm, maybe um,
2: brig. break shield, but that's it.
0: Yeah. I go break, shield, but still like that break shield is just made out of Play-Doh. So. Yeah. I don't think the sh- the transition there is all that significant. And then on Brig, the inspire duration's being reduced from six to five seconds. Um I, like I honestly look at this, and if this is the shift, I don't think it changes the meta all that much, but then you know what do I know? I'm a I'm a wood tier player here because our cow is like, oh well, hey, so uh this is gonna introduce Winston now. Hmm. Really? I mean if, if there's a shift, I could see Winston make appearances here and there, but
1: embrace, I think embrace we'll still monkey. see the Junker Queen. Let's go.
0: Well, I want Ryan. Just bring me all the Ryan, <laughs> Ryan, 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 Oh, you'll have Hottie it's for Winston that. So. Back. Hottie. Dude, Hottie did not bring me enough Ryan that's this year. True, that's true. That's how powerful that's how broken Junker Queen was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I would imagine we'll probably hear about the patch probably this week. Um, I mean, who knows, maybe they'll say next week, but if they say next week, I'm sure info will have gotten out. If that wasn't the reason why that got out, because players will have seen what it will be that yeah. they're scrimming on the moment, uh, that patch goes live onto their, uh, their special servers. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the great opening comes up. I didn't put that in the, the patch notes, but the, the great opening, I think is what, uh, Tomorrow. Today? So the loot
1: boxes oh. or?
0: Yeah, when they go all eight hundred and whatever, Alex I have, will finally will complete all his collections.
1: Uh, I doubt that. They do have like they provide you access to all of the yeah. event skins. Unfortunately, I kind of like already exhausted those in in recent events. So, but I, I'm like ninety nine point nine eh, point sure that they'll be accessible through Overwatch too. So.
0: It's okay. all good. Anywho, uh, we'll take another very short break uh, before we give you uh, the interview that we were uh, providing an opportunity uh, to connect with with uh, two people from uh, the Overwatch dev team. We have Lucas Anusiata. I could be butchering his name, so I apologize for that. He's a senior environment artist, level two, and we'll have Paul or i think i got that one a lot closer um he's the lead character outsource supervisor um essentially the uh, does that can speak to new queen street and sojourn specifically so that's coming right up
6: come out and face me um all right so kind of the first one i have off the bat was uh i, I remember uh someone earlier said that you're local to toronto but you're not am yes so uh, kind of in the two different perspectives there. How important was you was it to you to work on the first Canadian content in Overwatch uh, from the map to the hero? Uh,
3: yeah, so I'm I'm not local to Toronto, but I actually lived here for about five years. Uh, so it was actually really cool to you know uh, be able to immortalize Toronto in the Overwatch universe. Um, you know, it was a, pretty much one of the first things that I got to do when when I joined Blizzard. Um, sorry, what, what was the question again? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, it was super important because I, I, you know, one of the things that I learned here in Toronto was that Toronto is represented in all sorts of media, but it's never represented as Toronto itself. It's always, you know, people are filming here, doing all this stuff, but it's like, Oh, this is New York. This is LA. It's pretending to be something else. Uh, so it was really cool to represent the city as the city itself in, in and to represent Canada too, because it's not, something that gets represented much in, in, uh, American media. So yeah, it was, it it was very special to me.
5: Yeah. For, for me, I mean, I grew up here, right? So I, I grew up in Whitby. I was born in Scarborough. I came back to do college in Oakville. So, uh, for me, you know, to, to get to kind of bring a little bit of that Canadian spirit to overwatch was super exciting. And, you know, if we, look back like sojourn the original sketch uh was originally done by our buddy arn who you know it was he also is from canada so he did this cool sketch i mean i remember the first time i saw it i was like okay when the time comes like grab me like i'm i'm, I'm in and so uh so you know it just happened to be you know we were like hey this is gonna be the first character of overwatch 2 and uh you know i just uh, again super lucky to get to be there to be there for that
6: so, if I remember correctly, uh I remember when it comes to the early designs of Overwatch 1, I remember Mei, or at least the original design that was for Mei was supposed to be a Canadian hero, if I remember correctly. And over time it kind of shifted into, you know, who Mei is now. Um was there like any incentive from the earlier times of Overwatch 1 development even for there to be for there to for you guys to add a Canadian hero to the game?
5: Uh I mean we always knew that we wanted a Canadian hero but the fact is that sketch of Sojourn um I I couldn't give you the specific time like when it got done but I do do know it's been there for so long and it's always had that kind of stylized you know maple leaf patch like it's always been very clear that she was going to be Canadian so it's you know you knew that was going to be our Canadian hero so uh as far as it being you know, incentivize. Like, honestly, the only reason why we waited so long to see her is because we wanted the time to do her justice and make sure we did her right.
6: Uh, yeah, I'll, I think I only have really one more major one, and that's obviously for New Queen Street. Obviously, it, it's such a cool idea of being able to work on like a living part of a city or a city, but set in the future in this, uh, you know, in the world of Overwatch. Um, there's a lot of nice little n- touches, I feel, throughout that map's design. Uh, what were some of your favorite parts of designing that map and some of your favorite things you were able to put in? Uh,
3: yeah, well, uh, I, I think one of the favorite parts of that was uh, really just representing a whole bunch of different cultures through their food, uh, it's something that brings everybody together and something that's like one of my favorite parts of th- this city uh, and living here was just like the amount of amazing food and, and the different cultures that, that bring that that food food to life uh beyond that it was just like all the fun things that we were able to add you know i i went around to everybody on the team and uh you know found that that we actually have a lot of canadians on the overwatch team or people who spent a lot of time in toronto for some reason or another Uh, and everybody had one little thing that they wanted, or it's just really great ideas. So, you know, that's kind of how the, the, the curling rink happened, right. You know, and the, the Toronto raccoons. and honestly, you know, one, one of the things that I am the most proud of, which may, may sound kind of ridiculous is the, the trash cans and the bus stops, right? Like. You know they're they're very unique to the city. They've got a very specific design to them, and to take them and kind of futurify them a little bit and, and level them up to kind of what what they would look like in Overwatch was was a really fun you know task and challenge. Um, and then beyond that, just kind of you know bringing all of these landmarks, uh, you know the the city skyline, all all this stuff in, into the game. Um, you know trying to bring enough of that in so it really does feel like the city um and, and you know e- even smaller things like the the taxi cabs and make sure those are like the the right tones and colors uh was was just it, it was a, a fun challenge uh that you know um it, it, the, the one, one thing that ends up happening sometimes is, is you end up jamming like too many things into a map and then you have to dial it back because you don't want it to be like the theme park version of the space. You want to be, you know, pretty authentic to it, but it is a, it's still a game. So you gotta, you gotta balance those two different things. Yeah.
0: Jordan had a question for Lucas and he asked, were there any aspects of Toronto that you wanted to work into new queen street, but weren't able to include? Um, I think we got. Pretty much everything
3: that we wanted it in uh, we, we you know we, we did have some early concept sketches that went in pretty different directions, kind of like a, a darker more cyberpunky version of of the overwatch future um, so that that was one direction that we you know very clearly did not go with um, I, I think one of the biggest things that we did end up kind of living out during the production of the map was at some point there was like this crazy kind of futuristic glass dome over the center of the map. Um, you know, it, it wasn't anything like specifically related to Toronto, though, uh, and was more just kind of a map feature. But I, I think we got just about everything in there that
0: that we wanted to. Any other locales within Canada you'd like to see Overwatch head to for future maps?
3: Uh, I think there's plenty of uh, amazing locations within Canada. Uh, I spent plenty of time in Montreal, uh, and somebody earlier today was saying that Vancouver would be an awesome city to do as well. Um, And, and I'm sure, you know, as we look towards the future of the game, uh, you know, we'll, we'll look and and see what makes sense
0: for us to, to continue to make. And this question was for Paul. You've made it fairly clear that Sojourn was always meant to be a Canadian character, but was there ever any consideration about making her from somewhere else in Canada?
5: You know, I think she was, she's always been from Toronto, uh, and she you know still like that's that is the canon lore uh is that she is from toronto um there was never like it was one of those ones that just came together so solidly like even we were talking about earlier today you know both her and the toronto map it was like well was it a coordinated effort that these things would all happen at the same time and it just everything felt so natural because again we have so many Canadians on the team, you know, it was originally generated by a Canadian, handed off to a Canadian who saw it through. And so I think, uh, you know, it, it was always just pretty well set in stone.
4: Hey guys, Joseph Downey from Esports News Network. Um, first question here is going to be for Lucas. Um, so uh, Lucas, Overwatch 2 kind of, as it stands besides the beta, only really exists in the Overwatch League. So right now you're probably getting to see the biggest or uh, most current reaction to that map. Um, Seeing Toronto fans uh, watching the Toronto team on a Toronto map, I don't think you can get a much bigger reaction than that uh, and how proud they are when that team wins. So how does it feel just getting to see the reaction and how much people really enjoy the game mode and the map? Uh, I, I would say surreal is probably the...
3: The most apt description of that is—it's been absolutely amazing, right? Like I I left the city about five years ago, had no idea what I was really going to do, and you know, to to come back and you know, to be a part of this event, seeing everybody, you know, so excited to have the city represented, to have you know, and you know, the esports team playing it, it is just—it's absolutely amazing. It's been very exciting to see.
4: Yeah, that's great. And then, uh, Paul, I've got one for you, too. Um, When you guys were designing uh, Sojourn, you said that you always knew that that was going to be a Canadian hero. Um, Overwatch League has been around for five years now. Was there any talk about uh, either the design of the Toronto Defiant team uh, design needing to look well on Sojourn or maybe that being the first, you know, Overwatch League skin that went on to kind of test things out?
5: You know, I, I would love to say yes, like, oh yeah, a hundred percent, but I've got to be honest with you. You know, the, the thing about Sojourn, like with any of our heroes, they have to look good with everybody's skins, not just, you know, our, you know, our home team or, you know, a particular team. So it was more about just making sure that, that, that was going to look good. The way those colors were broken up with everybody. All right. Sounds pretty Unbiased. <laughs> passes the check. Thanks. Have to, have have to be there. You know, say again, it's it's got you know don't wanna leave anybody out in the cold there with that.
4: <clears throat> Sounds good. Thank you very much. Appreciate it, guys.
0: There is still more to my tale. As I mentioned, if you happen to have watched the broadcast and you're like, Well, why? This seems like a repeat. We did not know that they were going to be on the broadcast leading up to the final. Uh but they were and that's we fine. Our interview um, first. Also Yes. And so they actually had the benefit of us and others asking questions to then take what they wanted to ask present, which is, you know, I wouldn't say shady, but that's like, you know, looking over the person in front of you's home, uh, you know, test or homework and copying directly off of it and handing Uh, it in. And like,
2: I mean, if I'm being honest, like, it's not like I was asking groundbreaking questions, but. And, and of course, okay. you know, they went in with some idea of what they wanted to talk about. But like some of the answers they gave were like almost word for word what they had told us, you know, an hour before. So it was it was almost humorous yeah. watching
0: that. I was going to say, like, don't don't cut yourself, uh, you know, too deep here because you were asking some very groundbreaking questions such as, hey, uh, if you play the London Spitfire again, will there be a push up uh, yes, competition? I, I did. I did ask. uh
2: was it Twilight and,
1: and Hotba?
0: Twilight and yeah. Han, Hotba, yeah.
1: I wasn't there, but from the sound of it, they did did they ever like reply to you with "I'm just here to not get fined"?
0: Uh, <laughs> no, but the so Hotba Twi- Twilight was like, I could totally do it, but why would I want to do it? Someone else can do it, and uh, Hotba was like, I'm not really interested in doing it, but I was working out over the course of the off season, oh. and I could totally do it, yeah. but I, you know,
1: they, yeah. I, I could totally do it right now, but I just don't want to. Bionic
0: arm over there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. But uh, it, considering, like, when we think about the the press ma- post-match press conferences, um, the every so often the players would chuckle. I think that was the only question of the entire time that actually got laughs, laughs from the players. I don't think I've ever seen Twilight pretty, smile I was, before. I was pretty <laughs> happy with <laughs> that.
2: I, and I was hoping that the players would, you know, would get a chuckle out of it and they definitely both did so
0: yeah i mean the the media both in person and virtual love the question i mean liz richardson yeah. was you know given uh you know jordan some some mad love in mad the love. in the discord so i mean that's what a heart emoji is I don't right think
2: there were heart emojis i love it let's not put words or emojis <laughs> in liz's
0: text mouth okay i i withdraw (laughs) mad love that might be hyperbole but in (laughs) esports hyperbole is in. (laughs) but uh yeah that's it for uh this week's uh this week's show uh it is obviously a little longer, simply because we had the interview in there. And hey, if you had just gone through since last episode, like real episode, four bonus episodes in this episode, congratulations. You got yourself, uh, something like 10 hours of Overwatch League action in a week. That's, mm-hmm. that's a lot of listening. So congratulations. Pat yourself on the back. We'll be back again next week. But, uh, before we, uh, look to, to wrap things up, what final uh, words of wisdom do you have for, uh, everyone y'all?
1: So now it's September, and instead of enjoying the better weather, at least in my opinion, we have lots of uh, uh, unfortunate smoke and, and forest fires. So I, I have some, out of solidarity, some tree jokes. Um, so solidarity with the dead <laughs> what? Trees <laughs> with with the ones who struggle right now. So what do trees do during September? Normally, not now.
0: In September, fall. What
1: they turn over yeah. to a new leaf. What they do. <laughs> And and you know just to to build off of that the tree they, they usually hate losing foliage in September but when it grows back in March they are relieved <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> relieved yeah and then usually you know September is tough it's it's you know it's their least favorite month they call it September mm, good one September yeah I had a. I, I peaked in the middle. I yeah, should have. I like the there. relief. That's for sure. <laughs> Jordan, um, my
2: wonderful words of wisdom this week will just be: don't put hard emojis in other people's mouths. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Many apologies to Liz Richardson. I'm sure she's listening for right for now. doing doing such a thing. I mean, she's uh, uh, after after this weekend. I will bet you uh, at least she knows. Name. Yeah. Ready, set, poem and. Right, It may show up in an article that who's still using poem you know in know, I'm not going to but... lie.
2: I recorded One Man Watchpoint yesterday and used a whole bunch of Liz's articles from covering the tournament. And I checked mm-hmm. each one to see if she quoted any questions other than hers in the articles. She did not. I was a little disappointed. She No, no. mention of the push-ups.
0: No, I mean, that's... Mm. Well, I mean, in fairness, tusk, she's, tusk. she's putting to work her work, whereas the three of us we just mail you, it in and take other people's homework because we learned from the overwatch like how to do that
2: Uh, i've never heard of such a thing i bet she was relieved
0: (laughs) so i I, I gotta ask you guys but um do you guys know um why that scarecrow won an award
1: which scarecrow
0: (laughs) just a scarecrow not that scarecrow a scarecrow okay do you know why a scarecrow won an award? Mm, no clue. Yeah, Because he was outstanding in his field.
2: That does make sense. It's <laughs> a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That's uh, that's pretty elaborate. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's something.
0: It's, it's what I do. It's why I'm here. It's, it's, Ooh. it's the joy that I bring everyone who makes it to this point of the episode. I, I, I am, and at which point they question
1: why I'm overjoyed and relieved. So
2: he's got heart emojis coming out of his mouth everywhere
0: oh gosh i mean why does anyone listen to us anymore who knows but if you do have an idea why you listen to us and you've reached this point of the show the best place to tell us those reasons is in rsp discord discord.io slash ready set (laughs) phone I'm good at the segue <laughs> or on uh, social media where we are at Ready, Set, Pwn, pretty much in every social media platform that we exist on. But on behalf of Jordan Etzer, Dr. J, I'm also the host of the One Man Watchpoint podcast, Omni at Omni Strife. myself, Chris Light at Lightforce, signing off this episode with Catch